Welcome to the Life in Lawn Care podcast. We're your host, Jesse James. Interviews, industry leaders all the way down to the new business startups, also sharing stories of his own to help you with information, inspiration, all to motivate you with your life in lawn care. Now, let's get into the show. Here is Jesse James. Thank you very much, Mike Gunn, with that great interview. Welcome back to Life and Lawn Care Podcast. My name is Jesse James. to be host with you. Today's going to be a little bit different style of a podcast, kind of like getting back to the roots of why I started the show. And some people ask, why did you start the show? Well, I started the show as a, as a new entrepreneur. This is my life in lawn care. It's my journey. My journey from going from, from poverty, addiction, just all around, all nonsense, you know, all the... all. Just not a good way of being a business owner, not really knowing about business, nothing at all. And then reaching out to uh, friends in the community and everything. Just the goal is to break the chains of addiction and poverty and become better men, become better fathers. And how else to do that than reaching out to people, getting mentors, becoming friends, talk to people who's been there before, learn from their mistakes so you don't have to make them same mistakes. My guest on today's show is Nick Saint from One Love, uh, One Love Lawn. And yeah, yeah, he's, he's here, here's, he's here with us now, Nick, you, whenever I first broke into business, like I started, I pretty much started my YouTube channel right away. Like you could probably tell in my, like, I don't know how you found my channel so easy. Well, I, I, dude, I was, I was bored, honestly, Jesse. And, um, I put in like, put in like landscape Ohio or something like that. And you popped up. It was you and uh, it was you and um, Shane. Shane popped up. Yep. Oh yep. yeah, because I, I started I watching. Like... Yeah, I started watching you and you was you was painting a freaking porch, dude. At night, you was painting some pergola <laughs> that you had put up. You cleaned a, a deck for a lady, mm-hmm. and I fell in love with your channel. It, that that second, it was just like, man, this guy's raw. Yeah. This guy's raw. He just started out. Yeah, just start, I just started in business. You can tell by the equipment. You can tell from the mindset. I was working at a factory. And, like, you found me, like, when I literally had probably, like, 20 subscribers, you know? Yeah, yeah buddy. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's yeah. what that's what's great about it because I didn't know right where it was going to take me. I didn't even know. I was, a, like I said, I was a factory worker. And, like, I didn't know what moves to make. And, and you reached out. You're like, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever, you know, whoopty whoop from Columbus, this and that. And I was like, all right, bet. And like, you kind of schooled me on how, like, well, I think one of the first questions you asked me is like, what are you trying to do with it? And I was like, well, hey, is the business the most important? You're like, all right, well, stay your lane and don't try yep. to. That was like, I didn't understand. <laughs> I didn't understand it, you know, at first. Until- well, it, it, it's a lot of people don't understand if they're, if they're not a creator. And a lot of guys within the community, they, they, they will understand what I'm saying. A lot of them may deny it, but they will understand what I'm saying. There are sides to uh, the YouTube community. And um, the lawn care landscaping community, it's a great community, dude. I mean, it really is, bro. Right. But it is so divided, it's unreal. And you have... You have individuals that all they're doing is their main objective is to sell, 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 sell. Right. And you have other individuals that they're 
their main objective is is to troll the living living hell out of you. Am I allowed to cuss on your podcast? Yeah, yeah, bro. It's it's okay. straight. Do whatever, right. do whatever so, you need to do. Okay, so a lot of these guys, some of these guys will troll the living shit out of you. Yeah. Then other guys, you know, they're just playing. They're just there to have some fun and shit, man. And I mean, it, it's it's so weird. And then you have like the popular kids and shit. Yeah, and, it's super clicky. Yeah, bro. man. It's all very, very, very. And um, it was you were. I don't know what what happened. You, you had told me that you wanted to kind of see where the YouTube would take you or something like that. Right. And I, and I did. I told you to start hashtagging, um, start working on all that, and but stay in your lane. Just keep doing what you're doing. And you're like, okay, all right. 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 Dude, no, I definitely You've taken that. off. You've taken off, man. You've taken I'm tr- off. I'm trying. Like, and, you know, I'm kind of still conflicted with it because, like, I – I want to grow the, I want, I'm, I'm in the middle of building this as a, like a legitimate digital media company because why not? Right. Because my goal is to monetize. If I'm already creating content, I definitely want to monetize it. Um, but then again, I think to myself when I got into, because I started on both at the same time and I didn't know how to run a zero turn, didn't know how to do nothing. So it's like, I'm learning, <laughs> I'm learning everything from both sides. And it's like, so I find shitty myself. Ass haircut, dude. Yeah, <laughs> shitty ass haircut, dude. And, and the goal with that was to be different. I had a, a, yeah. a, a weird porno mustache with a, with a mohawk. And the idea was to kind of just stand out. So if it's going to come to my behest of like being a foot of everybody's jokes, fuck it, roll with it. Right. Just to get right. any, any right. kind of attention is good attention. If you ask me. So that's what I kind of roll with. But like where I'm conflicted too, is like, should I focus more on the business or more on the media business. Cause like I, I'm doing both pretty, I, I focused like 70% of my time on my actual company, 30% of the time on the YouTube. And I want to ramp up the YouTube and the podcast more because I look at it like maybe like a passive income, more stable, mm-hmm. but the, the actual money wise, it ain't shit. Like I've been doing it right. for well over. Well, yeah, not well you're not going to make no money. Right. It, it, you know, a lot of people are, are uh, misconstrued like, all right, so I've been there and I've done that. Um, did the sponsors and all that. If you want to get in, that we'll yeah, get I, into that. Yeah, I was going to um, ask you about um, Long Care News. Yes. <laughs> Everyone want to know about that. Right, right. So it, it's a lot, a lot of people think that these guys are making big money and they're not. You know, they're, they're getting a product. They're getting a product. Right, but, but they're not getting paid. A lot of these guys are not getting a big check from these companies. Some of these videos, dude, maybe maybe three hundred bucks, maybe right. three hundred bucks, and that's you're banging, you're banging, like you're over, like you're doing Brian's Brian and and uh, Liz. Brad from oh. Copper Creek. You know, you're doing those kind of numbers insane numbers those are where you're you're getting a little bit of money right. but like dude sg he ain't doing nothing he ain't doing nothing and a lot of these other guys ain't doing nothing the the, the game is big the picture is big but in reality it's not yeah it's, and keep going th- that, that that's the turn off to me right and that's where i that's where i had to draw my 
draw my line. See, was you, know you was I mean? you conflicted with it as well, wanting to grow your media company? Because I keep hearing rumors, and I hear the stories of the good old days with with Nick was with one um, Long Care News and doing your thing. You maybe you was bef- before your time. What was the okay. story? What was the story so, with that? Everything that you see now is because of Doug Wright and I, okay. and Blaine Dennison and Richie Clements. Uh, okay. everything is because of us. Um, Brian Ring kind of came in later and that, that was, that was just me and him really. But, um, Doug Wright, myself, Blaine, actually it was just Doug and I started the group. We started Lawn Care World and our mission was, was to start a group that did not involve bullshit mm. and um but we was going to push the envelope we was going to do live shows three three shows a day morning lunch and evening wow and we was we was going to find three different individual you know to do these shows and we found a couple guys found this guy uh dan oh man i can't remember his last name but he ended up doing like shows for like 32 weeks, something like that straight. And, um, but dude, we was, we was cracking, man. We, we was doing all the live shows at night. Doug and I we was talking shit to people. We was sponsoring ships and ran the ads on the, on the shows, did the commercials, all that stuff, man. Everything you see now that people are doing like on YouTube and all like, that was Doug and I. Doug and I did that three years ago. Right. <laughs> we did all that shit a long time ago. And that's where the Hot Seat Friday came involved. Uh, that's where we interviewed every single big-time person that is a name now on YouTube. We interviewed them. Yeah, because I've seen clips. I've seen clips. Yeah. You released a couple episodes what like last year of, of some older episodes you did you sat down you had a the the set that you guys had built was like that wasn't no bitch ass set oh. that, that was not oh, that that was the raw that that was the raw that was with sierra just just where sierra and i was going in on it and got picked up by echo and um for a uag program i was the, the second class of the uag program and that's when it kind of all just went. So, well, so. All right. Well, before we get to the Echo UAG program, whenever, uh, well, who is, we're going to get back into Lawn Care News because I want to see how this story all ties together <laughs> and, and where your social media company and your social media ideas fall into place. But who is who is Nick Saint in high school? Uh, a football player. Okay, um, he was a baller then. I played ball. Um, went into the military right out of high school. Um, had some problems passing my ACTs and my SATs, so right. went into the army. Did some military time, and there you go. I, mean, I, I, I was, I was a good kid. Always been a decent kid. You know what I mean? Right. But had my problems. Went to military academy. They straightened uh, well, you was up. Sent there. <laughs> yeah, kinda, kinda. Done. I've done a little jail time. Right. I mean, it is what it is, but it's made me who I am today. 
Right. Yeah. No, no, no doubt about that. So you get out to military now. What was, uh, was that your, what was your job in the military? Like probably I would assume not knowing you, you would, I know you, but knowing you from social media, knowing you from the phone calls and stuff, I would assume you was a mechanic while you was in the, um, uh, when, while you was in the army. Is that true? Is that seem, you seem like a mechanic. That seems like your job. No, no. Wow. Okay. I, I did mechanic school actually in high school. Uh, diesel technology. I'm a, a, a um, licensed diesel tech. Okay. So, but when I went into the army, I was a cook. Okay. Um, got I was DA select uh, for a Conley team, all army Conley team, and that that was for the uh, culinary arts team stuff like that. I was that general Tommy sense. Frank. That makes sense. I now. Was, yeah, I was Tommy Frank's aide for a year. I was deployed twice. Um, got out of the army. I was a personal chef for a Jeff Green out of Los Angeles, California. Okay. Met him in a um, in a bar in LAX, and he asked me where I was headed. I told him I was home. I just got out of the service. And um, didn't know what I was going to do. Wow. And he said, do you need a job? And I said, yeah, <laughs> sure Damn. do. That's awesome. So how'd you, how'd Man. you end up falling into lawn care then? The business itself? Uh-huh. Made some um, bad decisions, you know, here and there. Right. Um, like I said, did a little time and um, met Sierra. She, um. I'm just trying to give you a brief it w- without going yeah, too yeah. deep into that. You're, you're good. I met Sierra, and Sierra basically got my shit together. Right. She got me together. She got me together. Yeah. Um, my my life was pretty rough prior to that because I was struggling with um some, some shit from service, and I, I was just struggling through life, man. Right. And Sierra got me together, and. I got a job at Hickman, like some little lawn care company. Freaking hated it, dude. I fucking hated it, man. I, I was on the mulch crew in the damn shrub team, right? Mm. Dude, I would come home. Jesse, I would come home so tired, man. So tired. And I'd be falling asleep at the dinner table. Oh, and wow. Sierra, would, Sierra would wake me up like, it's okay. It's all right. And I just tell her, like, I got to get through two weeks. If I can make two weeks, I'll be fine. Like, my body will be fine. Man, I made it. Yeah. But it was it was a necessity for me to get that job. And when I got it, worked there for, like, maybe, like, half of a summer. And I quit. Right. Okay. <laughs> and I went and got a better job. Right. A Makes better, sense. better landscaping job. And worked there rest of the summer throughout the winter the following spring got offered a better job to go to uh, Rocky Fork way up north so I went did it left um, Peabody went to Rocky Fork for 35 cents more there you go hey it's all it's all about uh, progress what before we continue with your story you when you were talking about with Sierra kind of holding you down and keeping you together, bro. Like that, to, I, I totally feel you on that because a lot of people on this podcast and a lot of people on YouTube they kind of know my story, and if they don't, they're starting to hear it. 
because um, you mm -hmm. know I'm starting to share my story a lot more with people. Yeah, right. I, I've been in and out of jails a lot of times, facing down multiple yeah. felonies. And if it wasn't yeah, for I'm Kayla, bro, I wouldn't be like I didn't expect myself to even make it to thirty. I thought like. As a, I was a struggling heroin addict, after my dad died, I just said, all right, cool, bet. This is, it is what it is. I wrote my own destiny for failure. So it was like, it wasn't nothing for me to just like go sleep in abandoned houses and try to just make my next move. And like, whenever I hooked up with Kayla, me and her, me and Kayla was like, we were neighbors all the way growing up, like pretty much K through 12. Like she lived in the trailer park where I own my own trailer now. Like this is a uh -huh. trailer park I grew up in, right? We, me and my whole family was living with my uncle and like her dad had a trailer right beside her. They ended up moving to a next town. A couple of years later, my mom ends up um, getting a house and everything. And then we were neighbors of there again. So we were like super close, always meant to be together. I was like, I give her hell through high school. You know, a girl next door, I tell my buddies like, hey, you're just messing around. You know, <laughs> you know it's stupid, mm -hmm. stupid, silly stuff. But whenever me and her got together, she's like, you know, pretty much is like, just checked me hard and like me and she, she helped me get cleaned up, helped me get sober. It's been like five years or yeah, it's been about five years now, man. And if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be here today. And I, my son wouldn't be here. So I know exactly what you're talking about with the strength of a, uh, of a woman behind you. Cause the, the women, yeah. especially the single moms in today's world, cause I, I grew up with a single mom. They don't get enough love and respect and the, for the women and the women have to put up with dudes and, and long care alone, let alone, <laughs> someone crazy like myself but just no for a shit. woman to be in long care because it's it ain't nothing to be working seven in the morning till eight or nine o'clock at night every night so you're talking seven to nine months and not seeing nobody <laughs> ever. no shit dude yeah, yeah it, it's pretty rough sometimes man but i was never um give me a second here i was never the guy that was addicted Right. I was never the, I was never an addict. Right. Um, so I, I just want to toss that out there. I, I was not an addict. I, I was a, I was probably one of the biggest gangsters that you would ever, ever met. And that's just keeping it very real. Right. And I was the hustler. Mm -hmm. Um, I was the guy, actually, you probably came and saw. <laughs> right. So, I, know, I know exactly what you're saying. I mean, and, and I met Sierra through some mutual friends and, she wasn't on that. And the friend that introduced us knew that I wanted out mm -hmm. of doing what I was doing. And, um, it, it was time, man. Cause I mean, I was almost like 36. I mean, I was straight gangster shit. I mean, some on some real G shit. Right. So when I had met Sierra, she was like one or the other. And within like three, four days, man, I had got busted. I got in trouble. Mm -hmm. I was about to do like 35 years, man. And, um, my real. lawyer got me out. Yeah. My lawyer got me, got me on the, uh, this, um, federal probation, mm -hmm. uh, thing and did three years on that joint. But Sierra kept me on. Sierra kept me together, man. Yeah. And that's, so, that, that's what's up, man. Mad, mad respect to her because yeah, I know exactly what it is. So mm -hmm. you're bouncing from job to job. Uh, yeah. You you just went up. You just went from one job. You got a thirty five cent raise to to hop over to another. Yeah, one. what the fuck, dude? <laughs> so what so, what happened after? In the drive, in the drive, twenty five more miles. Yeah, that's so, a waste of money, right? Okay. Right, right, exactly. But it all actually kind of worked out that way. Um, 
The company I went to was Rocky Fork, one of the prolific companies up in this area, in my area, and they're huge, man. And I learned, I took my game from like minor leagues to the pros, you know what I'm saying? Okay. And that I, so I learned a lot of pricing, I learned a lot of contacts, I learned how to run a business. And so we started doing some little side mowing here and there around the neighborhood. On Saturdays and Sundays, dude. I had six properties. I was up for a promotion at Rocky Fork, and they passed me up uh-huh. on a Wednesday. Yeah, they passed me up for the promotion for this kid. He was a kid, man. And I looked at that guy. I was like, excuse me? And Bob, that was his name. He was like, yep, Brian thinks he's going to go another way. I was like, well, you know what? I quit. I'm out. Right. I had no clue what the fuck I was going to do, dude. I got my I got my truck, started my truck up, and I started driving, crying because right. I had no clue, man. I knew Sierra was about to be so mad. <laughs> yeah. Carter, Carter, I was like, I quit. We need to start the business today. And from that point on, dude, it's just taking off. Wow. Fucking like taking off. And, and we started with six, and we're we're well over a hundred now. Dude, that is, yeah, that, that, those are the stories you like to hear. Cause I feel like people who come up from not like growing up on a farm and, and growing up around a bunch of equipment was able to get a good start. But like, I'm not talking down on any of those people who come up with a good start because my goal is to be able to do that for my son. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That, that's mm-hmm. my, that's a good thing. But like, I feel like people like us that come, that come up from a different kind of way, it's like, we got more drive, more determination. It's like, okay, you think you're going to, you th- you think a couple bad years in business or you think this is going to make me hot. It, you don't know nothing. Dude, I've a damn, uh, my kid, Caviante has been there since day one of the struggle. So he is, he has eaten chicken breasts and green beans and macaroni and cheese. And Sierra and I have split a chicken breast. Right. Split a bowl of green beans. You know what I mean? Oh, so we've yeah. been broke, bro. We've been broke. I know exactly and what you're saying. It's man, and even been broke while we owned the business at first. But right. yeah, because, well, and, and the thing is, you watch it. Like, let's say a youngster's wanting to start like his business. You look at like social media. You look at YouTube or or Instagram or whatever. You think like. Oh, everybody's saying that I need to instantly quit my job and like I'll be making a six figure business and it's all easy. All I got to do is read a couple of these motivational books, watch some of these videos and I just got to work really, really hard. But it ain't it ain't like that. That's what I've been pushing on my content a lot is like if you make enough to survive, if you make enough for a ham sandwich and keep your lights on, that's successful. Like no one can tell you what you have to make just because you're not making $500 a day. doesn't mean you're not successful, but if you're growing and hustling and learning from your mistakes every single day, that's success. And and that is how the lawn care news was created. Okay. So let's, let's get into that. Because so Facebook, Sierra, Sierra and I just sitting there one winter and I'm going through Facebook groups and stuff, just kind of reading shit and right. looked at her and I was like, you know what our community lacks? And she's like, what? And I was like, like a news station. There is no news station, no, but not like, but not like a serious news station, no. a mocking news station to make fun of some shit, but also throw a little bit of 
shit out there, some tidbits, some facts, blah, 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 blah. Right. We kind of chuckled about it. The next day, some shit happened in a group, man, with Mario. Fucking Mario's group. So something happened. I forget what happened about SEO, about SEO stuff, right? And, dude, I went nuts. So I did my first live video on that. And it was about SEO stuff, how to get your business ranked. And like, I have like over like 13,000 views on YouTube now because I took the original video, put it on there. That was my first YouTube video. I went back and watched um, it. Yeah. So like I did those kind of videos at first and then Sierra's like, we need to do the news one time. So we did it and we made fun of Saving Green, (laughs) called, called him out for buying subs but now i know that he does those grow channels Mm. um and we called out echo for their hedge trimmers yeah and i needed something to talk about right and we we was drinking on the live show smoking and motherfuckers went nuts dude and it just kind of took off man and next thing you know we're doing shows every week and Got picked up by Echo, and so that yeah, was that a was, really raw show. That was probably what you and Sierra probably in your house, just like chopping it of up a, off of a phone. Yeah, off See, of a phone so, with no microphone. Wow. So, well, yeah, because me and you know a lot of people don't know what it takes to make your audio sound decent and make your camera angles not, like. For you to just do it straight from an iPhone and have it grow, but like like you said, the community then was probably it's been growing exponentially ever since then i would assume because years ago i would check in with obviously geek to freak like the only first time i've ever got into lawn care was in like 2011 or 2012 i was in between like i was going through my own shit in my head and like i thought to myself like well if i can just make you know some money mowing mm-hmm. grass and then obviously that's how i found make a hundred dollars a day with geek to freak so yeah. like i didn't care about anybody in lawn care at that time obviously i was struggling i was in my own issues at that time but i would i liked his personality so like i didn't even i didn't even know the community existed outside of facebook at the time right yeah see and that's like i didn't realize how large the community was and because that that's another aspect of all this if there's different platforms to the community and some people only run on certain platforms right and when i was on facebook i thought i was the man you know i thought i thought that was it i mean so then we started doing the news and we involved the kids with it they were doing like the weather and the traffic report that's cool yeah that's really doing some funny shit man really funny shit so you, your show was pretty much only, not only, but it was pretty much based around uh, satire. Was it only on the Facebook platform or did you have a YouTube audience as well at that time? We did. No, dude, I didn't have a YouTube at all. Um, I didn't have a YouTube at all, dude. Wow. Not at all. Brian Ring got me into the YouTube, <clears throat> but it was the Facebook that got me picked up with Echo. Okay. And went to Echo. Went out there, came back home. They asked for, you know, X amount of content while we was there, blah, 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 blah. Right. Sierra did an interview for a woman in the industry. We started that. Um, she did. Right. That they're running now. 
So we submit a little bit of paper. We submit some content and some content ideas and shit like that. And that's where I told you to keep all your shit to yourself. Mm. Remember that? Yeah. Keep your content ideas to yourself and never give them away. Um, because what, what happened, they gave pretty much, they gave the content away to, uh, the voluntary rookie. And he tried to do the, um, get to know the crow. That was my hot seat Friday. Oh. That was my hot seat Friday. And his get to know the pro literally went down my list, literally went down my list, literally went down my questions, everything, everything, everything. It verbatim. I could tell you exactly what he was about to say. Bow, 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 bow. I saw that come out and I had already submitted a couple of things and they had played some stuff. Well, I saw that come out that next day I quit and I told everybody to fuck off. Right. Because and that was, that was pretty much the end of, me being out there yeah yeah dude yeah and then i just kind of ever since i took that from that day i took the role of of what you know me as now the fuck you i'm not dealing with your bullshit and put motherfuckers on blast yeah yeah, because yeah. like if anything's slipping inside the community, um, <laughs> you, it's always it's always one love out there calling somebody check. But you don't do it. I well, I re, like some people are really sensitive and they can't take criticism. I can take criticism really well. But whenever I read your your critic on whether um whoever it is, um, whether it be like pro cut or whether it be somebody mm -hmm. else, if you're calling someone out, I've never seen you do it in malice. I've always seen whenever you call somebody out or DLT, um, this is where you found my channel too, was like, whenever you call someone out, it's never out of malice. I've always seen you do it as like, Hey, you're, this is where you're slipping. If you do, if you, if you correct yourself, you have a path to redemption. Now is, is mm -hmm. that your motivation with it? Just to just straight up be blunt and be like, Hey, let me let well, you know what's going on right now. Yeah, because a lot of the things, like with Shane, the reason why I reached out to Shane when, when I did was because um, I saw myself. Because he was on a live show which was going nuts. And I saw myself and I saw how hard it was to work back to where I was inside of the community. Because there for a minute, man, I, I, I kind of went just kind of underground and been pump them up content and still got my views and you know people fuck with me but they fuck with me from a distance and and Shane was about to be there and then some and he felt a little bit of it but he redeemed himself really fast he, yeah. he stopped really quick he stopped but I just I hate to see somebody make the same mistake that I made and not not be able to come back from it right yeah you know what I mean? no I, I definitely understand and then one of my goals is obviously that's that's a lot of my passion is be able to take somebody if if i if i see someone that like in my real in real life in the real world whenever i see youngsters that are around me whether it be young family members or or just people that i know in the community and i and i know the path they're going down is like i try to school them a little bit let them know like hey you know this is this is where it goes it might be fun right now or it might look like this right now whoop de whoop but it ain't it ain't it don't work like that this is that that ain't the way it works right uh, i mean and, and that's the thing man is like you you can you can crack all the jokes and do whatever you want and 
get all the laughs and shit, man. Talk all the shit that you want about whoever. But at the end of the day, bro, you're not attracting any of the companies. You're not attracting any of these larger things if you want sponsorship. Right. And a lot of times, like what you're seeing right now with uh, Lonstar, their views during the live streams are going down. But the views after the live stream are going up. So that means that they have their viewers again from a distance. So that's oh. what happens with me. So people are still following them. People are still liking them, but they don't want to be associated with them anymore. Okay. So people won't jump in their live streams or people won't make comments or they just watch now. And that's what happens, man. That's, that's what will happen is because a lot of these guys, man, and you see it, Jesse, this is what they do, bro. They make fucking videos, man. Yeah. That's what they do. And, and they need those sponsorships and the more they get, the more views they get, the more they do this, the more they do, you know? So, I mean, people do it, man. It's crazy. It's crazy, but it's true. Yeah. And so, so that's kind of like what happened to you when, when you were first breaking into the internet realm, like you said, like you put it out, like maybe you was kind of slipping a little bit, but like, so now your whole goal after you went underground, after you realized whatever that, that, that's kind of like your new direction right now then, huh? That's where, that's where you're taking the channel. Just kind of keep doing the vlogs. No, okay. no, um, I'm done with YouTube. Um, YouTube won't be happening for quite a while. Um, what you'll see on YouTube from here on out will be, um, more business related, more, uh, more factual shit, no, um, no hardcore one love shit. Um, I'll, I'll, I'm going to kind of turn a new leaf. I'm going to kind of look into other avenues as far as, um, the content and stuff, how, how I can deliver the content that I want to deliver. Um, cause I'm not the, I don't like talking shit, man. Right. I, I I know a lot. I know a lot about the industry. I know a lot about business, but I got a bad rep because of what I've done and what I've said to, you know, to people and shit. So, so people just think that that's all I'm about is smoke some weed and talk some shit. And really, I'm not, man. Right. Really, I, I like to, I like to educate people. I like to teach people. I like to learn. And uh, <clears throat> I'm a nerd, dude. Yeah, I'm a fucking nerd, man. Yeah, there's nothing wrong you know with that. That's what I love too. So I like that approach that you're taking. It's a similar approach to what I'm going through. Like I still, uh, it makes and um, two things are running through my mind. That makes a lot of sense because uh, your last video you kept saying like you were done or whatever, and I thought like I was like I thought you were just kind of like you know fucking around or just joking or whatever. But uh, I feel like I'm the same way with like the vlogs and stuff. I feel like the vlog style of like the long care is like. I think the vlogs are getting kind of played out. Like they're almost boring. And like, maybe there are people out there who really still like the, either the everyday vlogs or like the couple of week kind of vlogs, what? just checking in. But like, I'm not enjoying it because I don't feel like I'm technically, I don't feel like I'm giving back. I'm not, I'm not committing to the mission that I got out there. Like my mission is like 
put my voice out there on the internet, teach people that like, hey, you can be that dude inside of a basement that's sitting there just like how I was in 2011, just sitting mm -hmm. there like looking for, a, looking for, but I, I can't get that message across if it's just me recording myself with some music in the background, uh, blowing some leaves. Like everybody can do that. It's how, how did I get to that point to be able to have the confidence to get into business, have the confidence to you know, do X, Y, and Z. So right. And you know how I did it, man, for a while. I ran all my content in the winter. Okay. So I shot during the season and they and edited on Sunday, you know, edited this folder, edit that folder, shove some content out, just some bullshit. Right. But all my main videos I held those man until the winter time because ain't nobody cranking nothing in the winter. True. True. Nobody. So so you standing out. The only people that are pumping content are the people in Australia or the people down south. Yeah, that's, that's it, dude. Yeah, that's true. And it's and, and that's a <clears throat> like I said, that that's the way I'm taking my content. Like I'm still gonna do kind of some vlogs here and there, but my goal is to go with like this this podcast. I think I could keep sharing my message, keep talking to uh, industry leaders like yourself, uh, keep talking to different people and just keep learning and give a different aspect of it. Cause I feel like the information and the, uh, the business information might not be as high and it doesn't get like the big clicks and the click and all the views of like a, a mowing ultra tall grass or like overgrown edging or oddly satisfying. How many, pressure how many but how many videos literally, Dude, what are you learning off of mowing extreme tall grass? Right, that's what I'm You're saying. You're not. That's what I'm saying. And, and it gets the clicks and it gets the views because right. I found myself wanting to do them videos just for the clicks and views. But I told myself, like, look, yep. that's not that's selling out, kind of. Like, that's not what I'm trying to do. So it's like yep. that's why I'm revamping my whole media thing. I ended up changing my name from mm. my regular business name. I like it. I like that. I like it. I saw that. Um, but I guess we're what got me this time around, I haven't done videos for quite a while uh, up to like last year, I kind of started cranking them back out and getting out there like that again. But I, dude, once I learned about these grow streams and how these people are growing these channels, yeah, it just, it, it really, 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 just kind of it, it killed everything for me in uh, on that level and so I kind of slowed down this winter I mean this season with content and then I, we just got so busy it was like yep can't do that started doing Instagram right I love I can, Instagram <clears throat> well Instagram is awesome because you can integrate it with Facebook so it goes back and forth and it picks up the SEO off of Google so it's kind of tracked and stuff like that so it's good for your business. Um, and when I started doing videos, man, like this season, like, dude, I don't have any time anymore. And it's like, I can't do this no more. I cannot do this anymore. I got to find something else to do. So I've been, been looking at some other things yeah. on how to, how to deliver some content. I'm definitely, that, I'm definitely excited about what, what you got coming out because mean, like, like I said, like, you school me from the jump on like, on like what to do. And sometimes I have to like briefly, like, um, I have to go check myself on like, am I, I'm still going to continue to put out some vlogs and I'm not going to lie. There is probably 
I don't got nothing recorded, but I am probably going to do like a mowing tall grass because I want to attack. I want to get everybody some... has to have that. If you have a YouTube channel and you mow grass, just you have to have mowing tall grass because I want to get the eyes. I want to get some attention, but my main focus is going to be like business. It's, it's going to be about why I started business. And I, like I said, I just think the daily vlog stuff, I just, I think that the, cause the community's growing so fast. There's always going to be a market for that. But like, yeah. there, there's all new lawn care YouTubers coming every day. I was the guy dude day. to push the envelope on everything and to show everybody everything is not what it seems. Like, do some thumbnails of half naked women. Do what mm. happened. Oh, yeah. You, you probably saw my videos on there. I got, a, I got a whole package of them. It, it's called mowing sexier or sexy <laughs> mowing or something like that, and it's like four series, and then. You know, like I like doing that kind of stuff when I do my content. I always push, push the down. content. Oh, big time, dude, big time. Um, with the graphics and the edits and but the music is where it's at, man. I, I'm I'm a music guy. I love music. Yeah, man. you can definitely tell you can definitely tell that you don't really care about co about getting a copyright hit because Yeah, I'm I'm not monetized and and I'll never be monetized and, and that was a big thing to me is after I left uh, the UAG program was never to be, to be monetized or to be sponsored under somebody else's contract. Because you when didn't want them still in your uh, My shit, right, right. They, they had to, if they wanted to throw me something, it was under my terms. And that's kind of how I met, uh, met up with Bradley. And they, they've really taken care of us but it's on our terms and it's because of what I asked for or right. X amount of content or X amount of this or whatever, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I was so, going to ask you if you're still, if you're still partnered up. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. I, I, absolutely. I like Bradley mowers. I don't have nothing against them. I've checked them out. I'm, I'm still, I'm still quite a, a bit of ways from making that jump on a mower. I thought I was closer, but then I looked at my finance and I'm like, I better just take care of family first and then and then jump on a mower when I'm better situated. Yep. Um, Bradley's a good mower. When we got it, it they were literally new. Like, they weren't – they hadn't – sorry, man, pouring some cereal. You're good. Do um, your thing. They, uh, they're raw, dude. They're raw. And they still are. But they, they've improved quite a bit because of what Sierra and I have done and recommended in – with the videos and stuff like that, we pretty much brought Bradley out. Right. Yeah. No. People, I, you know? If you go, if you Google search Bradley mowers, you mm -hmm. pop up every time. You and mm -hmm. I think Vic from Quick Cuts. I think they pop up. He pops up too. Mm -hmm. So like, yep. they, it's definitely and yeah. I like I like Bradley, but when you're new in business, right? And we're talking to the guys that's maybe like a year. Maybe they're not in business. Maybe you know whatever. They're still they're still coming up. They're still trying to. They're still trying to. Uh, build what's mm -hmm. your term on like i hate the t me personally i hate the term low baller what i look at is the term like um uh, fighting for market share does that make sense or yeah or how, how I, do you suggest going about it because like lower prices in any business in any industry lower prices is always the easiest way to f when you're in a saturated market to fight for market share lower prices is always the easiest yep. way to attack Exactly. A lot of, but it's the wrong way in this business. Okay. Um, the way I do that, I can't lie. Nobody can actually sit here and tell you 
They've never mowed a, gra- mowed a yard for 20 to 25 bucks because I have. Right. And I've mowed several. Dude, I still have a client. Seven, this is our seventh year. We still have a client, Mr. ZZ. He pays $20 a week, $20 a week in cash. He was one of our first clients. Now, I'll never move his payment because that's just the way I am. Right. Um, but we did all the buy it now, get the early bird 10% off if you spend over 30, 300 bucks or, you know what I mean? Right. We did those percents and Promotions. at the end of the day, dude, you're losing money. You're losing fucking money. I mean, you're handing money away, you know? So it takes, it takes the learning and you have to, you have to recognize it that you're not making any money. You're right. losing some money. Um, you have to shorten up the driving because at the end of the week, when we started our business, gas was over three bucks, four yeah. bucks. You yeah. know what I mean? So at the end of the week, dude, we were only, we were spending like 200, $200 in gas and only bringing home like 400 bucks. You know what I mean? It was, it was pretty fucked up, man. No, I definitely agree. And what, and what that makes me think. So when you're a new business and you're fighting for market share, maybe you're trying to not be a low baller, but you still got to get the attention of the, of the homeowners. You're, you right. end up being like a David and Goliath situation to where like, let's say one love you're out there. You just left this huge conglomerate of a, a lawn and landscape company. How do you go out and get new clients? And if you did it the wrong way the first time, how would you redo it with the knowledge that you have now? I wouldn't do it any way, any, any different than the way we did it the first time. And that was starting off just like everybody else with flyers. Okay. Um, actually here printed them out right off the computer that day. Um, we did like a hundred flyers, us and the kids. And we picked up a couple of cleanup jobs, a couple of this, a couple of that. I would do, I would do some things different as now that I'm talking about, it. I would probably maybe learn the laws. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would laws are important. Yeah, because I mean, I didn't know that you had to have insurance. You know, mm. certain insurance. I didn't know any of that. I didn't. We didn't know, dude. We didn't know. Right. Hell, I think we were still called like Lawn Love or some shit, or <laughs> one 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 lawn or something like that. I, yeah, we went through like two, three different names at first. Okay, well, yeah. speaking of names, like, what's the importance of finding a name and sticking with it versus like jump, jumping on a name in a hurry? Like, because you got to build confidence with your community. Yeah, and it's one of the most important things about your business because your name speaks for itself. Your name speaks of who it is. A lot of people they do their name, their last name, yeah. stuff like that. I almost um, did that, and I thought like that's so cheesy. Everybody does that. I don't want to be. Everybody does it. Yeah, I don't want to be Rick's right. lawn care because it's like everybody's Rick's. I want to be a. I want to be viewed as a professional company. I don't see any professional companies called Bob's Lawn Care, and then but they was able to like maybe there is. I don't. I'm not saying you want to stand uh, out. You want to stand out without standing out. Right. Um, like us, we don't wear, um, I wear, I wear short sleeves, short, uh, cut off short, uh, shirt and, um, tank top, but they have our business logo, their performance shirts. We look decent. You know what I mean? We look good. We look 
professional. Right. I'm. It's hot, dude. I'm not out. I'm not about to sit out there with no short Polo. sleeve shirt on. Right. You're nuts, man. You're freaking nuts. I, I've I've done my time. You know what I mean. I'm not trying to do all that. Man. I work my butt off. How'd you guys develop your uh, your logo? Because your logo stands out. No matter where you go in the world, if someone if someone knows one love, they know that logo. How'd you develop <laughs> that logo? What was the was you kind of nervous behind it? Because obviously that's not your simple leaf, grass, rake, or whatever the standard logos yeah. are you see all over. That is something totally off the wall. Uh, you, yeah. you said that you always push the envelope, and that's that's 100% true because just looking at your logo alone, everybody yeah. in Grove City knows that if they see that sun or, smile, oh. or whatever it oh, is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they, they, they know our truck. They know who we are. They we're very well known in our area. We, we only service our area. Um, I don't go outside of our town. Um, grew up here, but when I did the logo, man, it was like, it was a happy face with one love and the glasses. That was all it was, dude. There was no sun. There was no sun rays. I gave it to Sierra and I came back sun rays and then we took it to a t-shirt shop place and the guy kind of added a little bit more stuff to it, and that's what we got now. That's, so we're changing colors right now. That's brilliant. I lo I love that idea because like you, the way your truck logo and everything, and the name itself, the lo the logo, it stands out so different. You're not just Rick's lawn care from down the street with a leaf logo. Like <laughs> you give someone people like you give it to where someone can a recognize it, but it's kind of cool. Like people feel kind of cool going with one love lawn and they got that like even merch or anything that you can like just yeah. throw a hoodie to, uh, let's say a couple mm -hmm. of your clients throw a sweatshirt or a t-shirt to one of your clients. They wear it around Grove city. Cause that's not a very big town. Like Columbus is huge, but you're not like you're in Columbus. Right. But like, that's I'm not a very big, Columbus. yeah, we're a suburb, but yeah. Well, like I, that, that can't be more than what, like 15 square miles, maybe. Huh. From, from two seventy to 71 straight through town is approximately, well, our town is approximately 12 square miles. Okay. Um, 12 whole square miles all the way around that motherfucker. You can go from one side of town to the other with no traffic, three minutes. That's brilliant. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty little, man, but it's a blue-collar town. There there are some very nice homes, uh, a couple million-dollar homes, you know, like bigger homes in the Pinnacle area. Um, but it's really just blue-collar people, man, that hard-working, hard-working individuals, and... We, we got a niche. We don't do a lot of commercial work. We do a lot of residential. Not a shit ton of it. Right. But, I mean, dude, it has grown from those six little properties to, you know, we mow half of downtown Grove City. We mow, like, some historic, a, a big old historical area in Grove City. I mean, we mow a lot of real prestigious areas in our, in our town, and I love it, dude. Best freaking hustle ever, man. Now, when you was coming, when you was coming up building your business, did you think that I need to get more into Columbus? I'm gonna answer every single phone call. I'm gonna. Yep. So, at what <laughs> point did you realize, like, wait a minute, we got some good people in this community that will support us. It will make it makes more sense to stay closer and build a route that's tight, close. If something mm -hmm. goes wrong, we're only six miles from home. 
Like we was, we had a job like out in like Dublin or something like that. Mm. And I was driving and I drove past like eight properties that we mowed. And it was like, man, I'm driving by all these properties. And then by the time I got up there, I'm thinking to myself, like, I could have done mowed those eight. Hell, I could have done mowed 16 back in Grove City. That's all I'm thinking to myself. Like, uh, got home that night. Sierra and I started talking about it. She was like, yeah, you're absolutely right. She was like, you could even mow more. (laughs) And so we pushed the ads into Grove City with the SEO stuff, and it just kind of took off. It really has just taken a life of its own. Yeah. And you mentioned you do mostly residential and I'm kind of conflicted where I live. It's all farmland. Like you always mess around with saying Amish and stuff, but it's, it's true. It's all farmland. Little (laughs) you live with the fucking Amish dude. We already know your name is Yoder. Last (laughs) name is Yoder. True. And, and, and with the people around here, like the average medium income for the households, like between thirty five dollars and $45,000 a year. And people say like lawn care is not a luxury item, yes. but it is a luxury item, you know, kind of mm-hmm. when you're dealing with them, when you're dealing with lower income houses. So I found that like for me, for my business... Right. My, from where I'm doing right now to try to scale my business. And I, and I think this kind of applies to other people. If you're early in your business trying to scale, I think commercial, commercial clients. Now it, it is cutthroat. It is kind of like a harder to deal with, but if you want to scale, if you can get a couple commercial clients right away, early in business, and you're confident that you can, you can keep up with it and do what oh, they we need got you to do. Commercials. We, we got, we got like, uh, you got that McDonald's. I see that McDonald's and <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah, take care. Um, take care of business. That, that's pretty big one. That, that's the big one. But we got we got fifteen commercial accounts, and that's counting McDonald's only as one with the right. 10, 12, 12. So you started off as as the David versus the Goliath, and now if there's a youngster or even youngster in business in Grove City, you're the Goliath seeing a, no. a, a young David, or no? No, 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 and I never approach anybody like that. I don't do business like that. I'm not, I'm, I may, people may think I'm a dick or think I'm an ass, but I'm not. Right. I send work to people. I send work to individuals if okay, because okay. Because the guy that is um, our mentor, we've been very, very blessed to meet this man. And I've been, Sierra and I have been more than fortunate enough to get to know him on a personal level. That He has literally just taken us in under his wing and has showed us how to conduct business as professionals. And ever since, man, it made me think like I got to do the same. And so I've been trying to do that back to people, you know, locally, like, Hey man, y'all need some work because I see him at the gas station or something. And you can just tell he about to go home or, or he only got a couple jobs or something. I'm like, yo man, you need some work. They're like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, man, I'm going to have a couple of people call you. I'm going to just have them want to send them your way. And do kind of chuckle at me like, okay, Right. I blew his little ass up and blew him up. <laughs> that's, um, that's what's up. I love that. I, I love mean, that. I did that with I did that with DLT too. We sent him a whole bunch of work too. Sent him like we we forwarded the phone to him. 
for like a week, dude. That's awesome. So you're ta- <laughs> he yeah, was like, you're dude, you got to stop. You got to turn it off. You got to turn it off. <laughs> turn it off. We're like, man, because at a point, you know, Jesse, at a point, you can only take so much, man. Right, right. Yeah. I'm- I hate to turn somebody away. I hate to turn them away, dude. I, I still want to be able to, I, I want to be able to have my name still in their head in six months when they're like, oh, you know what? We called that one love. Didn't have enough time then, but he sent us to a reputable, reputable person. Let's still give him a call. You know what I mean? So. Oh yeah, I definitely understand. And you and you kind of talked about like you met your mentor and uh, and you got coached by him. Is that something you're trying to pick up? Like some guy, some younger dude. Not when I say younger, I mean younger in business. Um, is is that something you and Sierra is going to do? Is like try to like coach or mentor someone that's still new in business and doing their thing around the Grove City area? Um, we kind of do that now, but we really try to watch that because we have been got. We right. have been taken to, we have been lied to, we have been tried to, somebody's tried to steal some business from us, stuff like that. So we really watch what we tell yeah. people now. Yeah. But if we see somebody, you know, they're struggling or where their mower breaks down and we kind of know them, you know, we, we know that they're out there working and shit, man. We'll, we'll help them out, man. Yeah. yeah we've a- done that. We've done that quite a bit, dude. What do you think about coaching and mentors now that we see the as the YouTube land and Instagram land progresses, we see people selling coaching calls and and different things. I'm I'm kind of conflicted. I think it's a good thing, and it's kind of like some things you got to learn on your own. Um, yeah, I think it's imperative that you have somebody to do it, and not even so to say a, a mentor, maybe just a friend, dude, but not a a yes man. You need somebody that's going to be able to tell you like, dude, no you're wrong or you're fucked up. You know what I mean? Right. But it's, I think it's good for any small business owner, any business owner to be able to have just somebody just to tell stuff to or to ask them their opinion. Yeah. I definitely agree because whenever I was coming up, like no one in my family, like everybody's like high school dropouts and we all have the same similar story. So like when you get a job at like 15 to $17 an hour in a factory, that is like you're making it in my community. That's mm-hmm. that. That's and there's nothing wrong with that. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Like I know a lot of good people who build a good life, a good honest living that way. But whenever I decided, like, all right, I'm gonna make this jump and I'm gonna quit this factory job and I'm gonna pursue a career in lawn and landscape. People told me that like you're stupid, you're crazy, it's saturated market, it's all cutthroat, uh, so on and so forth. Now, did you have any of that pushback from your friends or family whenever you decided, like, I'm going to start my own business? Yeah, dude. Nobody believed us. They they were like, yeah, whatever. You're about to start hustling again. Right. <laughs> you know, so it, it was no belief uh, the first maybe year, two years. Hell, dude, it was year number three we asked my mom. My mom told us that she had got us this job for this lady at, at the American Legion. I'm like, great, you know, cool, I can do it. Where at? And she tells me the address, and I'm like, how much did you tell her, Mom? She's like, $15. Oh. Like, chip And I was like, oh, what? Uh, what? And she was like, $15, right? And I was like, uh, no, try like 40 <laughs> right. And she was like, oh, my God, she can't afford that. And I was like, I'm not mowing no, no place for fucking 15 goddamn dollars. 
Yeah. I'll that, never do that shit. I was like, I, I can't even buy a pack of cigarettes for that. Right. That was when I was smoking still, man. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly how it is. Whenever, because I, obviously I had already been clean and, and, and I kept telling myself, I got fired from a factory job that like, I loved it, but I got fired because, you know, how I was dealing with my own issues. And I kept telling myself, like I bounced from factory to factory or, you know, transferred, you know, apply. But I kept telling myself if I could ever get my job, my old job back, it was in a leadership position. It was actually an MTD, which is like weird now. It's kind of like a small turn of events, but I kept telling myself if I can ever get back in MTD, get back to making 17 bucks an hour, I was in a leadership position, like, mm-hmm. you know, whoop de whoop. And like, so as soon as I do get that job back, I was a year in, my son's already born. He's a newborn. And then like, that's when I said, Okay, I'm a. That's when I said I'm gonna make my break, and I had to deal with my my father-in-law talking to me like like I'm crazy, right? And like I didn't understand how to like take his criticism because a I've never had any positive male role figures and you know role models in my life telling me like what decisions I'm making or not making. But I'm also looking at I had all these different people telling me how stupid it was. So it was like I was sitting back like, am I making this stupid mistake? Am I making but like at the same time, you would look at like videos online of like you know, people like your Elon Musk or your all your yep. different major business owners, and they they all had a similar story. Like you got to be kind of crazy in order to build any kind of business, whether in in, in business practices come to first principles, it's all the same. It, you boil it all down. It doesn't matter if you're lawn and landscape. It doesn't matter if you're in sales or whatever. If 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 you hustle hard every single day and don't give up and realize that you're going to struggle like a motherfucker. There's going to be so many moves you can't make that you don't, you don't even know the mistakes you're about to make. And it's just, Damn a way, it's just a way to, but I was surrounded with, by people that didn't know about business at all. So I kind of think like the coaching, the, 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 the YouTube and the, and the ability to like coach and like, uh, talk to someone, maybe not necessarily a mentor. I have gotten some mentors now as we go on, but like, I am glad to see that the community is offering like different, like, uh, coaching calls or anything just to bounce ideas back. Even just, even just commenting and becoming friends with people. Like it's all, it's all a good thing. I think that, I think the YouTube, the social media, the everything is it's moving in a good direction, but there is always going to be some nonsense on the, on the fringes of it. Always, no matter what. Always, dude. Always, dude. You're you're doing great, and I I love doing what seeing what you're doing, and I cannot stress this enough, Jesse. You're the only person I've ever given an interview to, and you will be the only person I ever give an interview to. Um, <laughs> I think your story open, needs to be on. Well, I I definitely appreciate it. Like I said, I reached out to you, and, like, and you schooled me from the. You school me from the jump, and I've always been appreciative of it because I didn't know what the hell I was doing, and like just little things, just a little word, just little words like like stay in your lane. Like you don't know what it is, but you set that in the back of your mind. And you're thinking, oh, and as you create more content, as like as you see moves down the way, you're like okay, yeah. So I'm just going to keep yep. doing what I do and just kind of make – sometimes you got to adjust and sometimes you got to try new things, but like you can't just uh, – jump in and start doing something crazy just because you 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 know that it worked for someone else i can't just start like i know exactly what you're saying though so i definitely appreciate it but i think your story needs to be out there more like i'm really excited to see what you got coming down the pike and if you do decide to do a lawn care news in the future i think that would be super beneficial like 
those are or even I'm sure you got them old tapes still. Yeah, man. I I still got a whole content book, dude. <laughs> it's 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 all coming. I'm a nerd, man. There there ain't nothing wrong. It's all with coming it. out. Just just give it a little time, man. Oh yeah, I'm definitely looking <laughs> I'm definitely looking looking forward to it. One last business question is What's up? Volume versus high ticket price. Like more clients or less clients at higher prices? Less higher prices. Okay. Even for the newer guy to kind of force it into it or um newer guy, man, get what you can get, get in where you fit in. Get in where you fit until in. you until you get established a little bit and then when you get some feet under you, then you can start kind of picking and stuff like that, man. We're just starting to starting to really get into the the full aspect of it all as far as full service. Uh you know, so I mean yeah, it, it, it's something that you need to build into, but a lot of guys, you know, that's what they first go in after and that's why they close real quick. That's, I, I, I'm that's a firm true. believer in get in where you can, man, yeah. get in where you fit in. Yeah. And, and everybody out there just understand if you're, if you're still building in your business, just know that you are going to have hard times. Like I had, I had a stint of the hardest, uh, uh, let's see burnout, if you will. Like I didn't, I was, I was having a really hard way not too long ago. And it was just to the fact where I sat down and I told myself, like, I just need to get back to, I just need to, I need to do lawn care part-time. I need to be a better father. If my goal is to be a better father and be a better provider, I just need to say, fucking go back to the factory, do this part-time. Maybe you do, maybe hit the reset button. And I, I, I had a hard way. I'm my mind. I had a bunch of mind trash. It was rough for a while. So people understand out there, that's when everybody else quits, but you got to separate, separate yourself from what everybody else would do and realize that the hard times struggle builds prosperity and there's no other way around it. Very true. So, very, very true. One love, Nick Sane. I appreciate you coming on, man. Like, plug all your socials real quick. Just one love. Plug all your socials. <laughs> uh, YouTube is One Love Lawn. Twitter is One Love Lawn. Facebook is One Love Lawn. Instagram go. is One Love Lawn. Pretty simple. One, <laughs> one love long. He keeps it. He keeps it. He keeps it real. Keeps it one hundred. So everybody, go check him out. He's doing his thing. He's going to be dropping a bunch of bunch of i already know he acts like oh i'm doing this. oh it, it's it it's coming in and it's going to be beneficial so appreciate you guys letting it hit listening hit the like button hit the subscribe button on go over with this ain't youtube hit leave a positive five star comment on the on the itunes go over to youtube grab up one love subscribe to my channel show some love everybody appreciate you coming out La any last words you want to say to everybody no jesse you're the man man i appreciate it bro We'll see you guys. Appreciate y'all. Hit all the like buttons, all the fancy buttons. Hit all the buttons. Y'all know what it is. Peace.